0: Well, we're going to continue on our family series. It's been good, I think. Or maybe (laughs) it's been transform. Thank you. That's the perfect word. God wants to do something. And when God wants to do something, we say, all right, right? Because fighting him doesn't really work. He's God. Um, But the great thing is God is breaking things open. You know, he's kind of... um, things that have kind of been in chains. He's like, we're not going to live like that. So we're going to pray and I'm going to go into a word today and, and, um, I think it's going to bless us. I think it's going to encourage us. Um, so let's just take a moment to just pray. Lord, we just thank you that, um, for everything you've done. I thank you for the blessing that you've put on this church. I thank you for the blessing that, um, you've just put on the kingdom. Um, Throughout the earth, I thank you that uh, today um, you just want to transform thoughts and transform lives, Lord. You want them to be kingdom lives. You want us all to just continually walk um, in a kingdom lifestyle. So we just thank you, Lord, that you love us, that you have a plan for us, that you have a way for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to talk about the company today. How many of you guys like having company over? Yeah. How many of you guys are like, no, because I have to clean my house, right? Matt says, I do this now. He says, you go around and pick things up, and then you say, I'm sorry, it's so dirty. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still dirty to me. But, uh, you know, so he says, I do that whenever company comes over, which is all the time. um, Invited, uninvited. I mean, if I'm not home, I have company. I mean, it's just the way that we do. So, um, have you guys heard these phrases, you are the company you keep? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. There we go. There we go. Um, what about, show me your friends, I'll show you your future? Have you guys heard that? You've heard those things? Um, do you guys know those are right from the Bible? I mean, maybe it doesn't say that word for word. But in Proverbs, I love Proverbs. Proverbs, you want wisdom? Proverbs. Guys, the wisest man besides Jesus that walked the earth wrote Proverbs. He knows a thing or two. Um, he got it right from the Lord. But in Proverbs, um, it says, Be friends with those who are wise, and you will become wise. Choose fools to be your friends, and you will have trouble. <laughs> I mean, you may, that's right. Bad company corrupts good morals. We can probably all think of a time where our friends were not really the greatest, and we may have had to hit some bumps in the road. I have a scar on my hand. Sometimes your friends is your family and they're brothers, and they want you to do things and that are dangerous. You get injured. And I think, why did I do that? Because you know what? I hung out with people like, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what I did. It was bad. Not too bad. I was a good kid. I did not punch a tree. A mailbox punched me. But anyways, so the company you keep is really important. It is really important we don 't think that we think i'm my own person that won 't affect me, but it does. It does affect you in in first Corinthians it says don 't be fooled. Bad friends will ruin good habits. you know so if you 're trying to eat healthy, anybody's ever tried to do that, and everybody in your households like. Hey, guess what? I don't know what's going on, but, like, I got these free donuts today, and, like, there's cake. And and you're, you know what happens? You eat the donuts and the cake, and you go buy cookies, and you eat them in your room by yourself. That's what really happens, right? And you're like, I was going to have a salad. Yeah, a salad made of cookies. I don't know, you know, that's just a funny kind of thing, but it does. Bad habits, you know, will ruin the good habits if that's what, you know. If you are around people that are vulgar and swearing all the time, what happens? We begin to talk like that, right? If you work with teeny little kids and you talk baby talk or something, you kind of tend to do that. So so that's what I'm just trying to get at is God is saying, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you have friends that are doing godly things, they're going to be encouraging you to what? Do godly things. Exactly. Because the company you keep will influence you. You may think, oh, they can't influence me. That's, God tells us over and over. I'm gonna, I'm, and you know, I love the saying, me and God, that's the majority. You and God are the majority. Doesn't matter what everyone else is saying, everyone else is doing. If God says it and you can partner with it, that's the majority. So it doesn't, you may think, you know, these people don't influence you, but God said in his word that that's what happens, that they do. So if God said it, I'm going to believe it, right? And he said it not to keep us from something, but to always to protect us. So the company you keep is important for your kingdom growth. How many of you guys want to grow in kingdom? How many of you guys want good marriages, good families, good kids, good relationships? You want to have good friendships, you know, that are kind to you and loving. How many of you guys want joy and peace and all that stuff? I do. I want all of that. So we need to grow in the kingdom because that's where it is. All of that stuff is in the kingdom. It was created by God, so it's in his kingdom. It's not separate. It cannot be separate from the kingdom. All good things come from the Lord. Whether people give God the glory for those or not, doesn't matter. They still come from God. Whether people believe in God or not, all good things come from him. So if we got that revelation, now we have wisdom. We could put knowledge with it, and so now we know where to get the answers in the kingdom. So it's really important to grow and interact with the Father because we know God is the Father, and if you focus your energy and your time on people who are denying him, rejecting him, mocking him, are rebellious, don't, just don't pri- prioritize him, you'll become a victim of that lifestyle. Right? It is. And if it's like, oh, I just don't want to get up and go to church today. And everyone in your household says that, guess what? The chances of you not getting up and going to church are really high. And then the the appointment that God had for you for somebody else didn't get met. I'm not saying you can't have any friends that don't know the Lord. You have to. I'm not saying that. And I'll get into that because I don't want you to feel like, I've got to have everybody. No. <laughs> we're going to get into that. Because, you know, God is good. He is graceful. He's transformative. He's powerful. He's generous. I mean, you could just go on and on about the goodness of God, right? We could just, we could literally just come to church from the time we get here, talk about the goodness of God from the time we leave, and we would never run out of things to talk about in the goodness of God. It is infinite, so we know that God is good. We want to line up with the goodness of God. So that, that takes us to, we've got to be careful who we listen to, who we spend time with, you know, who we idolize or respect. You know, sometimes we think, I don't idolize people, and, but we, we sometimes can. And I'm not saying cut people out of your life. Do not do that. Don't be like, well, you haven't met Jesus like t- Jesus yet, too late for you. No, don't do that. We would like you not to do that. Um, I'm not saying cut them out of your life. I'm saying, um, where are your boundaries? Where are your priorities? Is it family first? Is it friends first? Or is it God first? Sometimes, as believers, we come in and families first. We put our family over our relationship with God. I've done that in my life, to be honest, right? Right? or our friends, they're like, well, they're Christians, they're good people, but they should never be over God. Your priorities should never, family priorities should never supersede God's priorities. Friends priorities should never supersede God's priorities for you or with you, right? And sometimes it's really easy to get those mixed up, especially if everybody in your family or your friend circle are believers. It can get a little fuzzy, and you can think, I'm, pri- pri- I'm prioritizing God. Go back and ask him first. <laughs> He'd be like, huh? Eh? <laughs> or he might be like, yeah, you're doing a great job. So I'm not saying, I'm saying set up those boundaries with people. Set up priorities. You know, put, the, put God first. Because we can effectively love and care and minister to people um, without them being in our inner circle, without them getting to be an influencer in our life, Right? We can be an influencer without having, it's not like you give 50%, I give 50%. Sometimes you're the influencer. And when you become an influencer, it's because you have a lot of people, a lot of time with the Lord that has built you up and you're ready to go and influence, right? So you can still do that, and you should, and we're called to do that. So I look at Jesus, you know, Jesus loves all of us. People that believe in him, people that don't believe in him, people that have rejected him, he still loves them. That does not change. He loved all humanity that has ever been and will ever be. But he, he had a few friends. He did not have, he fed the 5,000, and he hung out with a handful. He spent time. You know, he would go to people's house and have dinner, but he would ask his friends to pray for him. Right? Very, very few. He had 12, and then he said, but you three, you're like my inner circle, circle. Not because he didn't love anybody any less, but he knew that God set up kingdom, and there are boundaries for us to go, because God continually said, bad company corrupts good morals, right? God continually said, if you hang out with fools, you'll become a fool. So he didn't not ever hang out with anybody that didn't know, didn't know, I guess they called it the way or whatever about Jesus, but he didn't say, hey, will you pray for me? They'd be like, I don't even know what prayer is. Like, what are you talking about, right? So we need to have that balance. We need to really think about how we can do that. If Jesus could do it, he made room in a place for that, then we can too. So we want to walk through life with people who love the Lord. My closest people that are walking with me are gonna, they're gonna love the Lord. If I meet them, and they start, we start building a friendship, probably eventually they're going to love the Lord. Because my life needs to be so overflown that anybody that comes in the atmosphere eventually is going to know Jesus. I mean, they still get to choose whether they love him or not, but they're going to know him. Because my life was going to reflect that, and your life is going to reflect that. We're going to build godly, honorable friendships that will help, you know, our friendships help us lift the burdens. How many of you guys just need someone to talk to sometimes? Even someone to complain to, like, give me five minutes just to tell you how sad my life is. Then we can ask God what we're going to do about it, (laughs) right? I, almost every time I talk to people, I say, do you just want to, do you just want to, like, vent for, like, five minutes? And then we'll just, all that stuff, we'll just say, okay, God, now what are you going to do? I don't want to you don't want to sit there and say, like, every time you're with somebody, all they do is vent. It's like, can we get to the part where God works this out for your good? Can we get there, right? Yes, that's the part I like. You know, we want, they're going to help us lift our burdens together and minister, and and that comes through your lifestyle. I love what it says in Psalms 1. 1. It says, great blessings belong to those who um Great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice, who don't live like sinners, and who don't join those who make fun of God. And (laughs) yeah, think about sometimes the people we spend time with mock God. And we laugh it off. We agree with it by our silence sometimes. Instead it says instead they love the lord's teachings and they think about them day and night when we're thinking on the things of god it's going to become an atmosphere around us you know people people that don't want the things of god they won't come into your atmosphere you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about that we don't have to worry about that because they'll be repelled if they are really rebellious towards god and they don't want anything to do with him your atmosphere will re- will repel them, because light and dark can't reside in the same place. Those who are just hurting, it will, it will, it will, in I don't know, what's the word? Encompass, encompass them. Thank you. Encompass them, and they're going to experience the love of Christ. Yeah. So, thinking about the relationships in our life, the company that we're keeping, the closer the relationship, the more tightly yoked to the kingdom we need that company to be, right? So, if it's like, you don't really have to, if you go to the grocery store and the checkout clerk is there, it's not like you have to be like, you know, you can say, oh, how's your day going? You don't, you, they're not close to you, right? You can still be nice to them. You don't have to sit there and preach the gospel to them. You don't, have to, you don't have to tell them your whole life and how you're struggling or whatever. You can just say hi, be kind, and give them a smile, right? They're not that close to you. What I'm talking about, the closer the relationship, the more tightly those people need to be yoked to the kingdom, I want my husband to know the Lord. I want my children to know the Lord. I want my friends when I am down and out and I do not know what to do and I need help. I want to go to someone who has wisdom and all wisdom comes from the Lord so they're going to know the Lord. Right? So it's not that we can't have relationships outside of there, but the closer they are to you, the more tightly you want them to be yoked to the kingdom Because it will grow you and everybody, anyone that God sends into your life, it's going to benefit. So your friends, your family, your spouses, sometimes we get the people that are naturally close to us maybe aren't the ones that are yoked to the kingdom, Sometimes we're born into families that they don't want anything to do with the Lord or they haven't heard about the Lord. I think the majority of it, people have not experienced Jesus. They've only experienced religion. So if you look at it like that, you think, how can I be kind to them in the process of them coming to know the Lord? So if you think about it like that, it's easier to interact. So I would say... You know, your spouse is, that's probably, if you're married or if you are dating or if you are thinking, I would like to be married someday, or you've been married and you want to remarry, your spouse is probably the closest person to you. It's like God and then the intimacy should be your spouse, right? It's like you should not be like, my best friend is more, m- should be more close to me than my spouse. Weird, right? That's weird. It is. So that's the goal. So when you look at that, I really want to go on this because we're talking about relationships and, and um. So that's the most intimate relationship you have next to the Lord. God made that. Um, It's a primary relationship that we have. So there are reasons God says, don't be unequally yoked. You know, it says, you know, you look in Proverbs, look for Proverbs 31. Woman, man, you know, there's reasons God says don't have sex outside of marriage. You know, it's not to keep us from something, but it's always to protect us for something greater because God's love for us is so great. setting the bar high should be okay and should be expected. That's okay. You are worth that. That's where people, we get into these things because we sometimes set the bar and think, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not perfect. So this, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but it's okay to set the bar high. to set Set it to God's standards when you're looking for relationships, especially an intimate relationship, but including friendships. This includes friendships. You should set the bar high and have people who want to encourage you and not tear you down. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I want to wake up and I want my husband to tell me I love you and not be like, I hate you, you're ugly. I don't want him to say that, right? Yeah. That would be terrible. I might start crying. And then my kids would be like, don't tell I like that to mom, but he doesn't. <laughs> my daughter just said she'd beat him up if he spoke to me. So, good kids. So, and marriage is this covenant, and if two people are going two different directions, chaos ensues, doesn't it? It's really hard for two that have become one to go in two different directions. I've never seen how one thing can go two directions at one time. doesn't work. Um, so we need to choose wisely. We need to make, and for some of us, some people here, you may have made that choice before you met the Lord, right? Or before you even heard that. I mean, I knew the Lord long before I knew tons of things on relationships, how to raise kids, how to be a good wife, all these things. I met Jesus before I had any of the answers. The only answer I had was, okay, Jesus, I'm going to heaven. I love you. You're good to me. Now, that's where we start, right? And some of us start that after we've met our spouses or, or our friends or we maybe weren't born into a family that believes God, so then we have family. So, if you made that choice, or you had to make that choice before you met the Lord, you know, if you find yourself in an unequally yoked um, marriage, if it, it's going to be hard, I'm not going to lie. But you know what? It's hard when you're going the same direction. <laughs> Let's be true. That's a, that's a true word, isn't it? Um, but you don't have to lose hope. You don't have to lose hope. You don't have to give up. You don't have to run away. God said, if God could overcome all sin, do you not think that he has a plan? Do you not think he has a plan for your marriage, for your friendships, for your families? He does. So even if you're in there, if you're like, I'm I'm by myself right now like my spouse does not serve the lord or or my spouse left because they may we can't choose for people. I wish that we could. I wish that when people come into a covenant, they would commit to it. That they would, you know, sometimes you marry someone and they're like I love the lord and they're living there and then and they walk away. That's hard. You can't change that, can you? You can't make decisions for other people. God won't either. What I'm saying is don't lose hope, even if you've been in that position or you are in that position or, or you're married and, and your spouse has yet to experience the love of Christ. God says, don't you lose hope. I still have a plan for that. I still have a plan for you no matter where you are. God says, I still have a plan. If he can overcome all sin and death, he can restore, he can reconcile, he can bring new and fresh So maybe you've been married before, and God says, okay, this marriage is for life. I don't know where you are, and that's not for me to choose or judge. All I want to do is give you the truth of God's word here today, okay? So if you're in one of those situations where maybe the most intimate people um, next to you have chosen to either reject God or they don't follow God or they've never heard, you know, the truth or have never accepted that. We need to pray fervently for them. You don't just lob up a prayer and be like, Oh, Lord, change my spouse. You know that they're like this. No, 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 no. You're going to get a lobbed up answer. No, we need to pray fervently. Lord, you send laborers. They cannot go anywhere. They cannot walk anywhere on this earth without somebody coming in and speaking kingdom over their life. I mean, and if they're real rebellious, they'll just get mad. Which, uh, you know what? God gets to deal with them, right? But I'm not going to stop. I am not going to just settle and say, this is my life. This is the lot that God gave me. He did not give that to you. He did not give that to you. We're going to pray fervently. So if you're in one of those positions, say, "Woo! I get to talk to God a lot more. I get to partner my faith with some people. Hey, will you pray with me? I'm going to get everybody, every single person. You know what? Hey, can you come by? When you drive by my house, will you pray this over my house every single day that you go by? Yeah, I will. That's why you need good friends, too. Right? Not friends who are like, oh, you can do whatever you want. No, they're going to give you wise advice. They're going to give you biblical advice. They're going to be praying for you. You're going to start to set a standard and say, I have value. I have value. God made me valuable and I am not going to compromise my walk with the Lord for anybody. You have value and God wants good things for you. And like I said, pray those laborers come into the path. You know, numerous times I'm just praying and praying and years and years can go by. There's things, there's things I'm still in the process. I'm like, Lord, I do not see any way that these people are ever going to come to know you. Their, their hearts are just so hurt or so hard. Yeah. You know. And, and so there's still some people there. But then there's other people that I thought, are you kidding me? How did you do that, Lord? Tell me. Like, are you a magician? What is happening here? So nobody is too far gone. And if you've been through divorce, you know what God says? New, fresh. You don't have to go back to the old. They had the decision, and if they made a decision, God will heal you from that grieving, okay? If you're in a marriage right now that is unequally yoked, God says, I got laborers ready. Do you want to, do you want to, like, get them ready to go? Like, send them out. God's, like, waiting for them, you know? And they still get the choice. They still get the choice, but so do you. You know, and surround yourself. If you're in any of those spots where it's, it's hard because you're in a place where um, people around you are not living kingdom, then surround yourself with other kingdom people. Surround yourself with people who can build you up, who can encourage you, who will still love, you know, I still love the people that have yet to meet Jesus. I mean, isn't that kind of like our call? <laughs> To love the lost, to love those who have yet to meet Jesus. So it's harder, but it can be done. So we just surround that so that blessing begins to be the overflow of your life so that when people are around you, they just want to be around you because they're being blessed just by being in your presence because you're in the presence of God. And I have heard so many stories, which a lot of you I wish you'd share more, but I've heard stories of God just blessing you. Like you've, you've been put in a bad situation because, you know, you can't change somebody else's mind. You can't make them decide. But you just keep moving forward, and God keeps blessing your life. And the people around you are like, how can you be, how can you be so joyful? How can you have all this blessing when all this happened to you and you went through this? And you could say, well, you know, it's the overflow in my life. Just because you went through something or are going through something doesn't mean that God doesn't have overflow for you. He does. He does. So you need to make your home a kingdom space. Whoever's in it, guess what? If people that want to live evil or want to be rebellious are in a kingdom space, they either will become kingdom or they'll leave. I know that's hard to hear, and, but I always tell people that have been going through through times where people have walked out of their life whether it's their spouse or their children you know or good friends I always say you know what you can't make that choice and if they chose to live in rebellion you didn't you did not sin by living kingdom around them we cannot apologize for living the way God called us to live right I think that's we need to quit doing that. We need to quit being hard on ourselves and apologize that we have a standard and we expect good things. We expect to live like God intended us to live with peace and unity and power and victory and that we will run from sin and that we will flee from evil. Those are things that should be normal and we shouldn't have to apologize for wanting to live that way, right? I feel like God is, whew, come on. Is so good. Just do everything God says to do, and then let God do the rest. That's the part we don't like to do. We want to be like, God, I want you to work it all out for me right now. And God's like, I didn't know if you knew, but there's like a lot of people, and um, it's not all about you. It's about my son, Jesus. (laughs) Has God ever spoke to anyone like that? Because he says that to me when I'm throwing a fit. (laughs) I know you're important to me, Sarah, but you know what? It's really about Jesus. It's about Jesus, and I'm always like, uh, "He's always at your right hand." I'm sorry. <laughs> just Jesus. Oh, guys, I'm. So, I feel like, I feel like joy is really bubbling up, and I have a lot of things to say. And I'm like, God, those aren't really funny. How can I make that funny? We just can't force other people to ch- to change. And if they walk away, know that you lived accordingly. That. You did, not, you did not sin. You did not, you know, choose to partner with, with wrong. You did what you could do. And then you let God. You let God deal with that. You don't get to control people. <laughs> I know, that is like, there we go. There's like an epiphany, right? We don't get to control people. We don't get to control anybody, even our children. We think, oh, they're, we don't get to control them. Our spouses... You know, people that are even under set of our job, We don't get to control people. We have no right to control anybody because we are free. Yeah. We are free because Christ set us free. Yeah. So even in those times, I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of people in here who are experiencing or have experienced or may experience that with someone close to them. It could be your children or your spouse or, or your family. And I know that God will sustain you if you let him. That's the thing, if you let him. If you want God to do it your way, it's probably going to get really messy. But if you say, God, how do you want to do this? Because sometimes we're like, I can't let people know because I'm going to be embarrassed. Instead of God's like, do you know that that person has the answer for you because they just went through that last year? You're like, but the enemy wants to keep you. He wants to keep you down, and God wants to always set you free. God will sustain you. We can't change people's hearts. And we can't make people choose Jesus. And that just stinks, doesn't it? Because we just want to be like, you guys, it's so good here. It's so good living like this. It's so good having Jesus. And you just wish that you could just be like, I'm going to make you. But then you know what? There would be no value to that. You know? If I just made my kids get up every morning and say, you tell me that you love me right now, (laughs) give me a hug. You know. But my kids are like, Mom, I want to lay all over you in your bed and I I wanna say love you and and, oh look, I brought your puppy, your grandpuppy to sleep with you know, I want my kids to be like that. I don't wanna be like, come here at seven oh five, you give mom a hug every day, right now. You know, and they're like, you know, don't give No, I don't want it like that. God doesn't want it like that either. God doesn't want it like that. We just can't choose for people. So sometimes you just have to grieve. You just have to grieve a loss. You just have to grieve a loss and say, God, I'm handing them back to you. I wish it would have been different, but I'm giving them back to you. You do a work. Send laborers into their lives so that they can know the truth, and the truth will set them free. I'm not saying leave people. I'm (laughs) saying... I'm saying if they walk away, okay? I really want to get that because I don't want people to be like, oh, she told me I could get a divorce. (laughs) I'm not saying that. She told me I could throw my children out on the street. I am not saying those things, okay? Okay? Is that in there, the disclaimer? Like, I want, okay. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying choose wisely from the start if you can. You know, stand your ground for the truth. We can't change people, but we can change the atmosphere we create. We can change that. So if you've been struggling, start to say, okay, God, who needs to be in my life? How can I change this atmosphere? Because the people in your life are either going to pile on burdens or help carry the burden, right? I want people to help carry the burden because sometimes we have heavy things. Everybody in here probably has something heavy that they're carrying, But somebody else carrying it with you makes it a lot easier. So we need not only godly friends, but we want wise friends. I want friends who are smart, right? I want friends who are not going to, like, encourage me to do dumb things and get me injured. (laughs) Okay? Yeah, we're all just thinking, oh, gosh, yeah, I had that friend. I had that friend. I want friends. I want to keep people around me. And guess what? Sometimes it's my friends. Sometimes it's my family. But sometimes my family has to go out. Not my immediate family. You guys are. But like my extended family sometimes doesn't get to come into that circle because they can't hurt me. You can't just keep letting people in to hurt you. just because. Well, we're blood. Well, guess what? We're all covered in the blood of Jesus. So you know what? That trumps everything. I know that's, If you don't like it, take it up with God. But we need to have people in our life who challenge us to do better, to be better, to help carry our burdens, to grieve with you when needed. People that want to see you grow. We don't want people that want to keep you down, right? That keep you under that thumb, like, I want you to be good, but not better than how I'm doing. I want you to do good, just not good enough, because I want to seem like I'm up here. No, you don't. Those people, you want people who are like, I want you to do better I think we especially want that with our kids. Like, we want our kids to do better than we ever did. We want them to use us as a starting point to just keep going further. Yeah. That's the type of friends you need in your life, too. Yeah. When you're being stupid, you need a friend that can say you're being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have any if, if you don't have a stupid meter friend, you need to get some new friends. Right? I need someone to tell me, not a good idea. No, maybe you shouldn't do that. You need kingdom friends. You need someone to say, not a kingdom, not a kingdom principle. No, 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 no. You should not cheat. You should not steal. You should not No, you're not doing that. We don't do that being, like, oh, just whatever your truth is no there 's only one truth and it's jesus. That's it 's jesus that 's it that 's all you know, there 's no discussion and the discussion there 's no you can 't find anything else that 's it there 's no versions of the truth there 's just the truth it all comes from the Father, whether you believe it or not it is irrelevant the truth doesn 't change so figure out if you need to tweak some of your friends, tweak them because some people should be your, the company you keep, and some people should be that God put there for you to minister to. Know the difference. Know the difference if this is someone you're supposed to encourage and minister to, or if this is someone who's supposed to influence you. Because I look at some of the friends I had, and my husband, he said, when I met him, he's like, None of y- no, 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 they're going in a different direction, and I'm not going there. And I said, then we're not going there. We got married. We had some friends that decided they wanted to drink all the time watch porn do all these things and we put, we're like sorry you may go that direction but we are going this direction we are kind to them but we didn't spend time there you know we we tweak stuff when our families would mistreat us or extend it or have all these things we said we love you but we're not coming for the holiday this year because you know what? You're not going to talk to my children like that. You're not going to talk about us like that. You're not going to treat each other like that. Here. We're, we're setting up some boundaries because we're not going to do that. That's what you need in your life. We cannot just pacify everybody. You want to walk in power, then you better get with some powerful people. And all power comes from Jesus. Everything else is just uh, a fake a fraud, it's a ripoff. it's a manipulation, it's, you know, a facade. There's no power except in Jesus. So even if people look powerful, you know, it's a fake, it's a fraud, it's a rip-off. So if you want to have a powerful life, you want to live in victory, all of that comes through Jesus. So I'm going to finish with this. Proverbs 13:20. Be friends with those who are wise, and you will become wise. Choose fools, to be your friend and you will have trouble so choose that be co-creators with God build the atmosphere the people around you you need to invite in build people have people that will build you and not tear you down so it's your job to create the atmosphere God made it available it's your job to start creating for it if, if, if you're like I have to spend five hours in prayer because it is messed up right now great you get to spend you don't have to you get to spend five hours in prayer if that's what God says you got to do, I don't know. Maybe He says, "Guess what? Your spouse is, you know, doesn't know the Lord. I want you to get up and do something nice from every single day, no matter how they treat you. Every single day, I want you to to do that. I want you to pray over their their pillow or or their dress or whatever it is every single day before they get up. I don't know, but you get to you're making the atmosphere." So if you don't like it, if you don't like how people are treating you, if you don't like where your life is going, you get to choose. God gave you the freedom, so you get to start creating that. So if there's things you need to tweak, ask the Lord, What do I need to change? And I think we all have things that we could grow in and and we want to change and we say, I want this better and God's like, Great, here we go, let's do it. He doesn't hold you down, make you feel bad. He wants He's like encouraging you, like, Yes, let's go, let's go for this. So I'm gonna pray and um And we're just going to see what God's going to do.